hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Kevin West. To order or download additional resources, please visit kevinwest.org. Welcome home, everybody. The address here is 115 Cheshire Way. We have driven it for the last three and a half years, probably, or three years, coming down here looking at it. We walked in here, and this is an empty building. And we looked at it, and everybody says, what's it going to turn into? And we said, it's going to be a church. And uh, Bob Childers, that really designed this building from the very beginning, had a dream to have, it was going to be a distribution center, would create jobs and all of that. Little did he know at the time that I know, I, saw, I just saw him sitting in the back, that it is creating jobs. It's just not going to create jobs that we, how he thought it was going to be. It's going to be that you're going to be the people that creates the jobs. In your employment, in your world, in your life, you're going to begin to create things that's going to change the entire economy and this world around you right from this place here. Because this will be an equipping center to raise people up to be disciples of Christ, for them to be able to see Christ glorified, Jesus glorified in all that we do, right? I got a lot of stuff to tell you today. I got a, I got a message I'm going to bring. But what I really feel like we need to do is just stand our feet and thank God. Father, we thank you. Oh, God, we thank you. We thank you for your, your, your faithfulness, your love, your compassion. We thank you, Lord, that you give dreams and you give visions. And then you equip us and you help us and you put people in relationship together to see those dreams and visions come to pass. So today, God, as we are here and we just gather together, we gather together in your name, raising up the name of Jesus, glorifying you, that your kingdom will forever be increasing through the lives of the people that are connected through this place, Expression Church. We bless you, we thank you, we invite your presence in right now in the midst of our worship, and we thank you for who you are in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
to get to witness to lives, just be plunged into newness of life, to rise with him in a brand new life. Oh, somebody just praise him today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. As I walked through the door, I sensed his presence. And I knew this was the place where love abounds. For this is the temple, Jehovah God abides here. And we are standing in his presence on holy ground. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Can you sing that with me? We are standing on holy ground. And I know, and I His presence is the only thing that can change any life. Thank you, Lord. Everything changes. Darkness starts to tremble at the light that you bring. When you walk into the room, every heart starts burning. Nothing matters more than just here at your feet and worship you. Come on. We worship you. Two weeks. 
Today, 
And the, he's saying one word to everyone. It's welcome. Welcome. Welcome this morning. Next door in Bridget's Dance Academy windows, it says, pardon our progress. And I feel like that's the theme for today. Pardon our progress. It's kind of messy, but we're growing here. Do you guys feel that? And if there are people who've never been here before, extra welcome to you. Extra welcome. We're so happy that you could join us on the first day. And for you guys that are new and this is your first time, you're gonna think, wow, it's a little messy. Yeah, but you don't know where we've come from. And we hope that you'll stick around to find out where we've come from. And so the Lord is saying, we're saying to you, ECH is saying this morning, please pardon our progress, but the Lord is working with us. And the Lord is saying to all of us, welcome, welcome home. Be blessed in this place. streets can be here right now on the streets of glory let me lift my voice cares all past home at last ever to rejoice come on in this place can we just recognize for one moment just as what she said we've come from a long way never ever want us to ever lose sight of what build a foundation under our feet to get us to this place of new things I love the sound I love the newness of things but I really love an old Baldwin piano with coffee stains where my grandma would sit for hours to teach me those songs that build a foundation under my feet for me to walk on. Because you see, I wouldn't be here today. We would not be here today. Coach, if it wasn't for those things. So in your heart today, what is it that has brought you to where we are right now. Many of you in here, it was a grandma and a grandpa praying for you. Many of you all, there was a mama that would not give up on you. It was a daddy that would not stop calling you and inviting you to dinners even whenever it was tough. Lord, 
we just have a heart of gratitude right now in this place? Jesus. 
this one too. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Oh, sing it out. There is power, power, wonder-working in the blood of the Lamb, oh, there, there is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. And you got to sing it right this morning because I was raised that it's power. And then I got up in age and I started like older, not up in age, but older. I got older and started saying, there is power, power. But no, it's power today. It's power. <laughs> so let's sing it. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. Oh, there is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious Hey, good morning, everybody. It's a pleasure, it's an honor to be with you worshiping in this house this morning. You know, one thing, uh, I saw Mr. Childers walk in this morning. If he's still here, I welcome him and thank him for coming. But Steph said something this morning in, in Bible school that really hit me. There's Mr. Childers. 
when he built this building, it was intended to be a distribution center. And after a long wait, it ended up being a distribution center <laughs> for you guys to distribute the Word of God. Isn't that awesome? You know, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to tell a little story, and it's going to say a lot, and you'll be able to interpret it. I was just thinking this morning, reflecting a little bit. Before, golly, where were we last? Before City Municipal Auditorium, and then before East Hills, and before 18th Street, then before Second Press, when we were at the Big Sandy Arena in the lobby, worshiping there together, there was one Sunday that uh, I really had an impression in my spirit that God wanted us to land in the West End of Huntington. So much so that my wife was working at the hospital. I didn't have anything to do after church and I jumped in my car and I drove around the streets out here on the West End just thinking, God will tell me where it's gonna be. God will tell me. I got within a block of here. Never turned into the park. But it was really impressed upon me that we needed to land on this end. I'm, I'm thankful that I didn't find it that Sunday, about three, three years ago, but I knew we were coming, and it's going to be good. I drove around all afternoon. As you can see, I've been telling you now that we need this much to go, this much to go. And it was sort of maybe arbitrary to some of you that, that somewhere there was something going on that we were going to, that was going to happen. But now that we're sitting here, it's not really anywhere close to the idea that we were done, that we are done. We're launching. And now, as Steph said this morning also, is we have ownership. Every single person in this room owns this ministry and this church. And we're going to go forward from here. I think we do have a figure somewhere in about the mid $80,000 range to, uh, to finish what's getting ready to be done or, or what's just been done. If you would know there was a miraculous transformation between Friday night and last night in this place. But, uh, but we're going forward. Yes, Brother Tom. By all means, let's fill it out. <laughs> we are. There you go.
So this morning, if everybody's, that's awesome, Tom. If everybody's ready to give, if anybody needs an offering envelope, just raise your hands. I can actually see you guys now. If anybody needs one, if you're filling out an offering envelope, put your information on there. Pam faithfully keeps track of your record of giving during the year. If you're giving by text, ooh, 84321. I've been using the screen as a crutch all this time. I guess I'm busted now, huh? <laughs> if you're giving on the app on your smartphone, that's fine too. And if you're giving by on the website during the week when you're at home on the computer, that's great too. Is everybody ready to give? So let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much. Father, we're overwhelmed this morning with what you're doing and what we're seeing that has taken place. Father, we thank you so very much that this is where we were wanting to be. And I thank you that you brought us here. And I thank you now, Father, that you will take us to the next step and the next level that you'd have laid out for us. Father, as this church, as this congregation, as my family is bringing tithes and offerings this morning, Father, I just pray now over them, over the offerings to be used for this ministry, to be used for this church, and over the giver, over the families and, and their lives for protection and blessing and health and prosperity and everything that they do. And Father, we just bring this to you now in the name of Jesus. And everybody says, amen. Amen. Huh. A sigh of relief, a sigh of excitement, and it's just a sigh because I'm tired. <laughs> a little sleep and a long journey. Here we go. The real work starts now. It's building the people, getting people released into what God's called them to be. That's the main thing. That's my heart's desire. My passion has been since I've really got saved is you need a place, but you can't, you can't build a shrine or a museum. You build a place for people to come where you can raise generations. That's why when we were singing those songs earlier and Steph was kind of leading some of those things, you know, those brought back memories. Did it bring back memories for somebody? Yeah. And, and so often, um, what we do a, a lot of times is we, I think we're so concerned uh, moving into this new thing that God is doing across the globe in what our mind is. We like contemporary, and we, we kind of put things on the shelf and not recognize that the Lord was in that for a season. And then we raise up people that kind of look down on things, and that's not our heart here. God is going to, you watch, mark my words on this. We've, we've gotten so far away from church that people have turned on church, and so far away from tradition, because it's not tradition that kills, makes the word of God of not effect, it's the traditions of men that makes the word of God not effect. It doesn't say tradition of God, it says tradition of men. And sometimes we get cynical and we look down on things, and you can, you mark this down. The Lord is gonna redeem the pew, redeem the cross, and redeem the steeple. Used to, you could, Watch Little House on the Prairie. Watch Andy Griffith. Back before it all went crazy in this country. Okay, it was starting to go crazy then, but it, it, watch it. When you saw the church house in the city, in the community, it represented something. I watched, I've watched kids, even Caden, 
we've not created a respect for the house of worship or the house of God because we've made them look, we want them to be so inviting for the world that the world really did come in. But I've watched Caden just run on the back of chairs. No respect for ch churches, right? Had to call him down. Hey, what are you doing? Well, we've created that over the course of time. And we've done it. I love new music, man. I love some of our contemporary worship, and I love some of that stuff. But I'm telling you, some of our kids aren't growing up with any foundation of knowing there's power in the blood. Right? And we're going to have to take some, get some roots back down through here and um, instill some roots that haven't been in. Um, you can, we, we've worked really hard over the last 20, 30 years to bring denominational barriers down right? But in our quest to bring denominational barriers down, we lost foundation. So anything goes, right? So I'm not saying that we're going to set up here and put a, build a, a victory in Jesus is going to be our model song, or when we all get to heaven, what a joyful day that'll be. That's wonderful. But I want you to know that the sincerity and the authenticity of the heart brings the power in the blood. And you ought to be able to sing a song that was yesterday or a song that's right freshly written today and it's still coming from the same God because the same God that was with them then is the same God that's pinning those songs today. Is that okay? Let's not confuse preference for presence. Is that okay? Because I don't like that style. I like it's not style. It's heart. And if you Steph could have sung "Row, Row, Row Your Boat" up here this morning, and everybody went, "Oh God, that was anointed," <laughs> right? Why? Because it's coming from a place, and um, that's where we're going to be coming from. That place, the central part of who you are, which is important. Kim, come on up. You ready, Kim Bailey? Mike, I want you to come up too, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Just share what's on your heart. The other day, somebody came up to me and asked me when I knew Scott was going to pass away. And I said, when he took his last breath, because God was going to heal him. Scott said he was going to leave the hospital in, in October, and he did. God healed him, and now I'm giving Scott's testimony. We have an awesome God, and don't ever give up, because he always has your back. Uh, that's good. <laughs> Hang on a second. Now, many of you don't know, Scott and Kim came to uh, the church. We've known him for long years. Scott was, uh, got really, really sick. And um, Scott went on to be with the Lord. Gosh, it's been a little over a year ago now, I guess. And uh, so he got his healing in heaven. Amen. Amen. Amen? Heaven's not a punishment. But, but neither is the earth. Whether I'm here, I'm on a mission. Whether I'm there... I'm on a mission. I can't speak to there, but I can't speak to here. 
The only thing I, Scott and I disagreed on was he was a huge WVU fan. <laughs> All right, huge. And we joked a lot because I like Marshall and I went to Marshall, but if, if when WVU and Marshall would play, if WVU would win, the following Sunday I'd have to preach in a WVU shirt. But if Marshall would win, I'd preach it, I'd, he'd have to wear a Marshall shirt to the, to the service. And he never wore a Marshall shirt to the service. <laughs> just, want to go on, just want to go on record for saying that. Go ahead, Mike. In the contemplation of this, I feel like the God, uh, the God laid something on my heart. And sometimes when he hits you with a download, uh, I need you to bear with me while I try to put that into words for you. And Pastor Stephanie, could you come up here, please? Um, there's a lot of labor that went into this place. I mean, from the driving of every nail to all the things that, that it took to do this, there's a lot of labor put into the offerings that came into this because in this day and time, we trade money for time. Uh, all of these things you know, re required labor and they're all absolutely honored in God's sight. But there was another burden that was taken on for this. There was a group of people and these two symbolically represent all those people that, that took on another uh, type of labor, another type of burden. They had a burden of prayer. They had a burden of tears. They had a burden of faith. They had a burden of, of just of the, all the tasks that needed to be performed, and it didn't stop. It was 24 hours a day. It was seven days a week for that period of time. Now, there's, this is not finished yet. There's still other burdens that have to be taken in place, but there needs to be a lifting of that burden because we've reached a goal. We're here. We're in this place. And again, this is not about necessarily just these two. It's about a group of people who took that on, and I wanted to pray over them, and I felt like that God said that that needed to be done. So if you'll let me do that, I'll, I'd love to do that. Heavenly Father, I thank you right now that in the name of Jesus Christ, Father, everybody who took on that burden, that burden of prayer, that burden of tears, that burden of faith, that burden of effort that it took to put this place together, that, that people act, had to act, take on their everyday jobs and then act, Father, as, as contractor, as laborer, as uh, the one who picks up the broom and the one who puts paint on and the one who does all these things that they had to take all these things on, but yet they took on the spiritual burden of this place to put it together and to bring it to pass. And I thank you, Father, that truly that that burden can be lifted this day from the hearts, that, that there is no sorrow in this and that, that, that truly that joy and peace can return to their lives, that there can be a rest that is put in place, that there be that, that, that there doesn't have to be anxious about the time and, and meeting the deadlines and all of those things anymore. And that God, I thank you for blessing every single person who took on that spiritual burden. I thank you for blessing those who didn't, the, the, the contractors and every, and every person who worked in this place, but specifically for those who took on the spiritual burden, the, the, the desire to see this come to pass and to take on all things and that their hearts be relieved and that their hearts can rejoice, and that, Father God, that they can look to you through the accomplishments of the Lord Jesus Christ and see, Father, the fruit of their labor. And I thank you, Father, for everybody who poured anything into this, that their fruit 
be made known and that fruit just as a bouncing, that the windows of heaven be opened up and that a blessing be poured out, Father, on those who took on this burden that they just don't have room enough to receive. I thank you for these things and I thank you specifically for these two and their heart's desire and the work that they put in and the time that, and the effort that they did and the time away from family and all the things that happened in that, that God, that you bless them beyond belief, beyond recognition, and it be tangible and that everybody can see that blessing in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I'm going to be preaching out of the first uh, chapter of Joshua um, as you all turn your Bibles. There's not screens today, but what you will see here probably within the next uh, several weeks, I guess, is you're going to see a screen that's going to go all the way across there. It's going to be an LED wall installed. Um, I, I look at Jesse J back there and I can't help the smile because I remember walking in and you see those lights up there? You know, we're used to the city hall where there's, I don't even know how many people are out there. You all could leave in the middle of my sermon and I'd never know it. Uh, it's so dark. I just, are you still there? Yeah. I, I, when I say sometimes, can I get an amen? It wasn't to let me know that I'm doing all right. I just want to know if you're all still out there because the lights couldn't see. But these lights, I remember pulling in here back here and Jay was going, yep, here we go. We're going to start this thing. And uh, there was a trench there, and I said, oh, we've already got a trench dug there. And he said, well, that one won't work. We're going to have to dig another trench. And I said, are you kidding me? He said, no. And uh, I said, okay, here we go. So we started the process. And I look around, and I see all this stuff. I see there's Jerry and Judy, correct? And uh, Jerry Williamson with Ross Williamson. Um, I you normally don't do commercials very well, but just in case, if you're needing heating and air conditioning, uh, you need to go see Ross Williamson uh, to do all of your heating and air needs. Um, give me a 30-second script real quick. <laughs> They're incredible. I mean, they worked, John and the whole group, they worked incredibly to get us in here. You're feeling air conditioner today, and uh, thank God for that. So, Jerry, thank you. you. Worked tirelessly to get us over here. Very soon. Jay, Jay. Jay led a team of electricians that, that they said There's, it's impossible. And uh, when they looked at us and said it's impossible, I looked at Jay and I said, Jay, you got God living inside of you and all things are possible. He said, okay, we're going to give it a shot. And I'll be doggone if, did I say doggone on platform? I did. Uh, if I'll, be, I'll be whatever. He, he was the, the first contractor finished and took a whole team, they walked out here, got their inspection, and they walked out here, and I, I mean, it was just amazing. Jay, thank you. Yes. You did it, you. And Mandy, thank you for kind of giving him to us the last week, because he worked a lot of overtime. And those lunch, you know those lunches that you make packed for him every morning? We really appreciated those. <laughs> we really appreciated those. See this beam? Yeah, that was Todd and his guys down at Huntington Steel, and um, they re-engineered this thing. That beam was down about four feet lower, and when we were, were here having a Mother's Day service, I stood underneath that thing, and I really thought sometimes I was going to hit my head. It was 10 feet from the platform to the top, and you're going, my gosh. There's, and one day I was sitting in the back on a Wednesday night, and Steph, I think, was teaching, and I stood back there, and the, matter, look, the more I looked at that beam, the matter I was getting. And I said, that's coming down. That's got to go. It's got to go. And everybody said, there's no way it's going to go. So I took a video of it. 
in the back on a Wednesday evening during service. I sent it to Scott Sayers. He's working in Dallas, Texas. And I said, Scott, he's an iron worker. He's a welder, certified welder. He's a national welding cert, uh, engineer type of guy. He works for a large company out there. I said, there's got to be a way for this to happen. He said, let me make a few phone calls. So he made a few phone calls, and they came back, and they said, you're not going to believe this. He said, uh, I've got a guy that can do it. It's $10,000 to engineer it and 40000 to come in and redo and to, to raise it. And I said, that's not going to work. And he said, there's no way. So he said, let me call a buddy of mine. I'm coming in this weekend. So he came in this weekend, that weekend, him and his buddy named Carl. And Carl come in, and they're, they know what they're doing. So Todd's guys down at Huntington Steel re-engineered it. And um, Carl and those guys in Rocky that's sitting right over there gave every day for a week and raised that beam. And you know what we have in that beam raised for materials and supplies? $900. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, really. And I'm, I'm not going to miss somebody here. I'm saving Stacy for last. Anybody else? I mean, John Barnhart was climbing on the roof. Dave John. Oh, my. Dave's just. Larry Farley, all the, I mean, I'm afraid I'm going to miss somebody because we're going to do a building dedication like sometime in the next six or eight weeks when we get everything complete. Parking lot will be done in about two to three weeks. Uh, uh, sidewalk's going to be poured to starting this week. So you'll have parking and all that stuff will happen as soon as, as we get here. Carpeting will be just, you see, you'll start seeing every week something change and develop. And we're going to do it. Stacy coming here with his crew, RJ, and they start spraying this stuff and spraying this stuff. And Stacy said, I can have this done before service. And every contractor that came in here and everybody that stopped in to visit said, there is no way you're going to have service here on the 27th. And we scheduled the inspection, the final inspection on Thursday, the 23rd. And we had the, uh, an issue between the water company and the sprinkler company. And the water company and the sprinkler company says, listen, you've got to have the sprinkler for to get your certificate of occupancy. So we said the fire marshal's coming at 2 o'clock on Thursday or 3 o'clock on Thursday or 2 o'clock on Thursday. So here he comes. And we're walking around here, and we got ready to leave. And he said, well, you don't have, I can't give you a certificate of occupancy yet because you're having, you know, the water tap won't be put in and probably, I think it's Monday. And uh, he said, so I won't be able to give you a certificate of occupancy for me like that. He goes, so we'll come back Monday about 3.30. So we're standing there looking at him. And we got service here on the 27th. This was Thursday. And I said, hey, I said, uh, we're, gonna, we're planning on having a, like, a, like a gathering here on Sunday morning at like 11 o'clock, and he said, oh, okay, so like, kind of like a walkthrough, and I said, um, well, kind of like a prayer meeting, <laughs> where people are going to be gathered together, and he said, how many people? I said, quite a few, like that, and he went, la, 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 and I said, that's all I need to see, see you Monday at 3 o'clock, he's coming back Monday to give us our occupancy permit, so here we are. It's been a journey, and we got, we got a lot of stories to tell uh, about how we got here. Um, but the most important thing is, you know, God uses a building like this and a project to build people. Um, and then he takes life circumstances and kind of turns them and, and, and helps build other people and through relationships. And Bob Childers walked up to me just a minute ago, and he said, um, 
Bob, Bob named this whole area Commerce Park. How many years ago, Bob? 17 years ago? And he just walked over to me just now and he said, you need to announce this today. You're changing the name from Commerce Park to Expression Park. <laughs> Bob developed all this, the DHHR, that state building, apartments, rest care, and he's offered us to, to buy the rest care building, and uh, so we'll see. <laughs> I just want to get a good night's sleep before we do another thing, okay? <laughs> just one good night's sleep before we do another thing. It's just been a journey, and it is good to see Gerald out of the hospital. Yeah. And if you don't know the, the Eflings, Gerald and Linda, you've got to get to know them. They are in one of the, two of the most incredible people I've ever met in my life. And uh, what a blessing you are to the whole body of Christ. So we're glad you're here. And we've been praying all week that he'd get discharged on Saturday, no later than Saturday, so he could be at church on Sunday. And then they told him it might be today on Friday. So we all were praying. And she sent a text yesterday. She said, I'm getting discharged now. So here we are. And I'm glad you're in church with all of us. Joshua chapter one. David, when is that men's prayer breakfast? The eighth? The eighth and the thirtieth. The eighth and the thirtieth at Shoney's on the West End, right? Correct. It's on a Saturday morning at nine o'clock. Correct. Men's, any, all men are invited, correct? Right. Got it. I'll tell them all about the There we go. That is the 8th of September at Shoney's on the West End, 9 o'clock. There is a men's breakfast if you all want to come and eat the buffet and enjoy the fellowship and a, great, and a devotion by one of our men. So you're all, all you guys are invited. Ready? Joshua 1. Boy, this is going to really put the people to test that doesn't bring their phones or your Bibles, especially me. Now, after the death of, the Mo, of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, the Moses... My servant is dead. Now therefore arise, go over the Jordan, thou and all this people, and to the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread, that I have given unto you, as I had unto also Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river of Euphrates, all of the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not be any man be able to stand before thee all your days of your life. As I was with Moses, I'll also be with you. I'll not fail you, and I'll never forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people thou shalt divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto them and to their fathers to give them. Only there be strong and very, very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses thy servant commanded thee. Turn not from it, to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that thou hast written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we come to you this morning. Father, we're so thankful and we're so grateful for what you're doing in the lives of your people. Lord, as we look at the, the landscape of, of the country and look at the landscape of society, the culture, the educational system, the, 
the, the technology world, the media. And, and Lord, as we sit and look, take a, a survey of all of that, sometimes it's, we just get discouraged when we see things that doesn't seem to be making any progress or just see, even continues to get more out of control. When we hear about the, uh, the addiction world and we hear about all the, the problems that are happening and people dying unnecessarily and our hearts ache and then we come to you for prayer and we pray to you, Lord, but sometimes we're not seeing any like, transformation or change. Lord, you've taken this country into a great transition. You've taken this body of people into a great transition. You've taken us individually into a great transition. But Lord, we discern that seasons and the times have changed. And you brought us into a place with fresh perspective. Lord, we look ahead and we see great promise. We see great opportunity. But it does have its challenges. And then we look at the scripture, Lord, as we just read, and Moses had died. An entire generation had just passed away. And the leadership and what represented in that leadership had passed away. An old way of thinking had passed away, and a, a new way of thinking and leadership had just come on the scene. And the times had already changed, but God, we look and we, you, you tell Joshua to go forward. But all these things were in his way. But did, you did say, Lord, I'll never fail you, and I'll never forsake you. But the next verse, God says, have courage. Somewhere between Father, us forgetting that you're with us and that you would never fail us. And the moment we need that courage in our life, something grips us and causes us to be paralyzed for a moment. Now I'm asking you today for you to build a bridge in the hearts and minds of your people from where their lives are right now to where you want them to be and where they're to go. Build that bridge between you'll never fail us and the place where we need that courage and not be afraid. How we can look at the future and say, we're excited about the future and we're ready to take on the future and we're ready to go forward in the future, but knowing, Lord, we've got some things around us that have to change. Some things that have us gripped at the very core of who we are. Help us to be able to build that bridge to not stop or regress, but to go forward and progress as quickly, as fast as we can, knowing forever rooted in our heart that you said you would never fail us nor forsake us. We thank you for that promise. Now make that promise alive in the hearts of your people in Jesus' name, amen. Think about this. Moses, for 40 years, traveled with a group of people, traveled with a group of people through a wilderness time, around a mountain over and over again. Anybody ever felt like they've been going around a mountain? I know what it's like to go around a mountain around and around and around. We had 12 of them. We were in every building in this city, I think, at one time, trying to find a play way to land here. And there was times you get so discouraged, and there was times you get so frustrated and discouraged that you go, I'm not gonna do this again. I'm not gonna do this again. I refused to go back to that place, and it was pride, because I didn't wanna go back to that place because it represented a past season. And we'd go, I don't wanna go there. So we'd look for something to go forward. Sometimes what the Lord does in our life is when he's trying to get you from a, a certain position and season of your life, and he's trying to get you into your next place, he will give you a glimpse of what it looks like, 
but he won't show you the total picture. And then he'll show you back here where you are, and then you begin to look at all of the, the, the hindrances and the reasons why it won't work. That becomes a dream, but this becomes more of a reality. That becomes something of a hope, but this is really something you just have to say, God, I don't, I don't see any way out. Here's where the bills stack up. Here's where, you're, you're, you know, that past divorce or relationship that you had, it didn't work out, and, and you see something in the future that's really bright, but you know that you got all this damage, it feels like, or baggage that you're carrying around with you. You got, a, you got a husband that won't go. You got a wife that won't go, but you're here. You got a past situation that kind of continues to haunt you, and you've been, you burn your rear end, and you don't want to sit on the blister any longer. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You've, I don't want to get back into ministry again, because God, I've been there, and it's just, huh, a dog returns back to its vomit, the scripture says. I'm not going back into that mess again. I've got peace out here now. It's, I love having freedom, and I don't have the responsibilities, but the problem is, is there something inside of your heart that's greater than where you are? Amen. You see a problem, you see a need, you see something around you and you look at it and you say, you look at the people that you love and you look at your children, you look at your grandkids, you look around and you go, if I don't press on to the next thing, the only option I have is to just quit and stay where I am right now. But if I do that, I look back at my posterity, I look back at my children, I look back at my heritage and, and I look back and I go, gosh, I've got to leave them something greater than what I've dealt with today. Then you look and you say, but I've got all these reasons why it won't work. I've got all these reasons why it won't work. I, you, don't under, you don't understand. I can't afford to do that. I can't, I can't she won't do it. He won't do it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trapped, I'm stuck in the middle of my situation and I, and I can't go. But the problem is your heart is screaming louder than where you're stuck. Your desires are beginning to open up again. Your heart's beginning to dream again. You have a glimpse of a thought that says, do you remember 10 years ago when that thing was still inside of you and it was burning and burning and burning and over the last 10 years you've gone through some ups and downs and some ins and outs and some crooked roads and some straight roads and you thought, God, finally, I'm just looking for a place I can just rest. Just give me a place where I can just sit down, God. Let me have, and you've gone through some hurts and some pains. People have betrayed you. People have hurt you. They've said some things against you that, that you wish they had never said. They've, you've been falsely accused. You've been beat when you went down. All of those things have happened to you, but it never takes away the ache in your heart of what God has called you to do. You can't run from it. You can't drink it away. You can't drug it away. You can't sleep it away. You, can't, you won't be able to run. Why? Every time you turn around, it's right. You can't even work it away. Now I'm talking to somebody this morning. Because something inside of your heart is beginning to ache. And here's why it's aching. Because the landscape of time has changed. It's not like it was 10 years ago. It's not like it was five years ago. What used to give you the fulfillment then is not giving you the fulfillment now. God has changed those times. As sure as I'm standing here and the eclipse happened this past week, the eclipse is happening spiritually in your life this week. It's happening. Now, the Bible talks about Jacob. Jacob had a son named Joseph. Joseph had a dream. Joseph's dream was 
the sun and the moon and the stars were all bowing down to him. Right? You know the dream? The sun and the moon and the stars were all bowed down to him. He goes and tells his brothers. He goes and tells his dad. His dad says, Joseph, you had a dream that, this, that me and your mom and your, and your brothers all bowed down to you. That's not what Joseph said. Joseph said, I had a dream that the sun, the sun and the moon and the stars bowed down to me. Jacob said, you had a dream where me, your mom, and your brothers all bow down to you. That's in the book of Genesis. In the book of Revelation, the Bible talks about the sun meaning the spirit, the moon meaning the mind or the soul, and the stars meaning the crown or the government that's on his shoulder. And here's what happened. When Adam was both male and female in the garden, follow me here, God made man. Adam was both male and female because there was no gender in the garden. He pulls out woman and makes them two and together they come back as one. So Adam the spirit had Eve the woman, the soul pulled out from her, from him. So the spirit and the soul come together as one. Now, follow me. You got to get this. When God separated, when they separated them, you had the emotional side of man, the sensual side of man, which is the woman, and man as they come together as one. Man, Adam, at that point, represented like the sun, and she represented like the moon right? Adam was leading the woman. Things were in order. When she ate of the tree, Adam then ate of the tree, things went out of order. Here's what happened. I'm fast forwarding. The soul of man became the director and leader of the spirit of man. It was out of order. So how man felt was how he was living. Rather than what he knew to be true in his heart about God, it was how he felt. So the circumstances of life externally began to be his indicator of how he lived. So what he saw determined how he made decisions. Are you following me? because the external was now leading the internal. The soul was leading the spirit. When you have an eclipse, like we had this past week, you have one covering the other in perfect time and in perfect distance. That's prophetic, and I don't have time to go into this because I did watch that video. I don't have time to get all into all of this stuff today, but I wanna tell you this. That wasn't just a, a scientific phenomenon that happened this past week where we went, whoa, wasn't that sun? Did you guys get your glasses? Did y'all watch that? No. The times, those, 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 the moon and the stars in Genesis, were the sun is the, the, side of the, the light of day, the moon led the night, and he put those sun and the moon in the skies for seasons and signs. So to know that and look at that and say, wow, did you guys see that? Yeah, it was awesome. 
live your life the next day like you did the day before without understanding any prophetic or spiritual implication is ignorance. So we have to see what is the Lord doing and what is the Lord saying when something like that happens. It happened in the book of Jonah. It happened in the, when Jesus was the, uh, died on the cross, the whole sun went black, right? There was an eclipse that took place then. Everything went dark. Now, what, what, what's happened? What is it about 2017 that we have to get hold of this? You don't have to understand prophecy. You don't have to understand the soul and the spirit and the division of all those and how that works. But you do have to understand something's happening in your life whether you recognize it or not. You're being nudged and moved and guided and directed because why? As sure as Moses died that day, Joshua had to rise up. As literal as that happened in the book of Joshua, it's literally happening in your life in 2017. As clear as a, a change of the guard happened, as clear as when Jesus died on the cross, resurrected, and it all changed, John the Baptist went away, and Jesus comes to life. As sure as that happened, you have to know that you are alive in 2017 for a purpose and a reason and a direct reflection of your life. You have to know that you have an enemy out here that's trying to take you out to thwart and stop your purpose in life. You're going to begin to dream more. You're going to begin to have more visions. But with all of that, you've got to be reminded to have good courage and don't be afraid. Why? You get a doctor's report that doesn't turn out the way you thought it would. And things are just not helping, not feeling good. You're, you're weak and you're weary. The whole idea is for that is for your dream and your vision to be eclipsed by your circumstances. And if you let your circumstances eclipse your dream and your vision, the only thing that will happen will be years that will be stolen off your life of unfulfillment. Unfulfillment. You're gonna dream again. You gotta be able to have a vision. You gotta be able to see it. As sure as Moses died, Joshua was now on the scene. Joshua didn't have the privilege to be able to go back and say, I gotta go back now. And Moses, let me talk to you for a few minutes. Moses was gone. You're not gonna go be able to go back into your last season to gain experience on something that's already passed you by. It's not gonna happen. You're gonna draw off current revelation and a preceding word from the Lord. You're gonna be able to hear, what, listen, it's not gonna be just going to the Bible to find out what he said, it's gonna be going to the Bible and hearing his voice today to find out what he's saying, not just what he said. What is he saying to you now? What is he telling you to do? What is it that he's, he's engaging you in culture and in life? What is it that he's saying? Man, I, I'm in a season right now, I just gotta, I gotta sit still. I just gotta, I gotta, I really just need to sit still. I've been so beat up and hurt and bruised and I, got, I gotta, I just need to heal and set for a while. It's good for a season to set and heal. It is good, but don't let that become an excuse to miss what he's doing in your life. Don't, don't let it be an excuse. Don't, don't let it sit there, because I've, I've done it, I've been there, 
and I've done it out of good intentions. And, I, and I'm going, man, this is, this is wonderful. I love this, this is great. I'm just soaking it all in. Well, if you're a sponge, guess what? The sponge has gotta leak out somewhere. And typically it doesn't get leaked out until it's picked up or squeezed. And life will squeeze you. It'll move you. It'll knock you off balance. When the Lord is ready for you to get moving to your next place, and I don't mean next place physically, I'm talking about your next place in your life, in your season. I'm talking about the next place. When he's ready to move you, he begins to, he initiates. Joshua didn't sit back and go, hey, I thank God that Moses is dead. Now it's my turn. No, 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 no. He had to wake up one morning and go, God, Moses is dead. Now it's my turn. Now what do I do? Now what am I gonna do? How's this gonna, how's this gonna work? Joshua takes all these th millions of people to this one place and he looks at them and he says, I've got to take you there. There, what is there? Over there is where all the giants are, but it's our land. Over, over here is business. Over here is technology. Over here is education and health. Over here is the healthcare industry. Over here is media, all those things that are here. They're all over here, they're, they're family oriented. Over here is marriages, over here is raising children. Over here is peace and joy. All those things are over here. And if you stay over here when Moses is dead and you're still trying to build an old thing, you, you, you can not have a nice place on this side of the river, but all of that is for your generations behind you. And what stands in the way from here to there, it isn't all of the, the things we think it is. It isn't the obstacles. It's two things. It's remembering, I won't fail you, and I'll never forsake you. The first time you run into conflict with a giant, and the giants sometimes are people, but sometimes the giants are in your head. It's when you look at them and they says, you failed three times, and you still wanna try again? You've been through how many relationships and now you wanna, you've, you've, you've been disappointed, you've been hurt, you're getting satisfied. You know, it's, it's better to be alone because you don't have to put up with all the people around you. You can stay right where you are. You don't, have, you don't need to, you don't need, just do your, go to work, love your family, raise your kids, and come home. Coach a little bit here and there, teach a little bit here and there, do a little thing. It's okay, just, just, just settle in right here. The problem with that is you can't do it because there's something inside of you that won't let you do it. You get discontent after a while, and you're going, huh, huh there's gotta be more. There's gotta be more, why? Well, I just, I need, I've learned to be content in all situations. No, you, you would like to be content in all situations, but the problem is the seasons have changed and Moses is dead. You're now the Joshua. Amen. You're looking for somebody else when the Lord is looking for you. We're looking for us to be able to bring healing to the earth for God to bring healing to the earth when the Lord is looking at you going, I've already brought healing to the earth through Jesus. Right? Here's, here's, here's the challenge. The church of Jesus Christ is all over the, our country today, all over the world, and I, I talk to people all over the world. The, the church that's all over the world right now are looking outside of themselves for the answer for their city and their town and their family. And every person that I talk to, I have to point them back to. You're looking outside of yourself when the Lord is looking inside of yourself. So what is he saying to you? What is he telling you? How do I hear his voice? How do I look at the circumstances 
around me and not let everyone, man, if I, I've got a resume, a list of things, of reasons why I would never be successful. And about 50% of them I created for myself and the other 50% other people added to my resume. Right? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Some things are on there that really I didn't add, but there's probably the element of truth to it if I want to just really be honest. Right? If I look at all the reasons why I disqualify, I'll miss the reasons why he qualified me. Do you know how many people told us this wouldn't happen? Right? How many people have told you and looked at you in your face and your eye and said, man, you just just can't do it. It's just too hard. It's too much. You, You need to move forward. You need to do it. You need to aggressively approach your season. Here, here's why. If we were living 10 years ago or 15 years ago or 20 years ago, it would probably be safe just to watch life go by. But it's not safe to watch life go by today. It's just not safe. You, you can't sit around. Why? Because now kids and grandkids are raising up. And, 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 and now the fight's become, do we tear down a statue or do we leave a statue? Do, 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 we, do we try to erase history or do we embrace history? Do, and, and, and we're fighting over those kind of things. Well, all that's a distraction to the reality of you can remove the cross away from your neck, but it doesn't change the fact that he died on the cross for you. Amen. Right? So, so whether you're for it or against it, it's not even my issue because I, have, I, have, I see pros and cons to all that stuff. Right? Whatever side of the fence you're on, you can, you can argue and win it. But that's a distraction to eclipse the body of Christ of who we really are. And who we are, here it is. You're Joshua. Your old life is dead. Your new life is here. But I still do some things that resemble my old life. Doesn't change you're still in your new life. Sometimes I say some things I shouldn't say and I just fly off the handle and I shouldn't say, or I, I, I got these little things, these weight. Listen, I don't have time to examine your statues. And the more you look at your statues too, you're gonna miss why your statues are even there. Quit worrying about what people think about you, and I'm preaching to myself all this too. Quit worrying about what people think about you, what people say about you. Don't worry about your hindrances, your obstacles, and all the things. No, those those will eclipse where you're going. But you don't understand. I have an obstacle in front of me that I cannot move. I've tried to move it. I've, and, 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 and somebody close to you will look at you and say, well, you created your own obstacle. Well, maybe I did, but I still want it to move. So just because it's in my face, do I have to stand there and look at it? And just because, oh, this is my lot in life, do, do I do, is this owed to, am I, you're getting what you, what you deserve. You're reaping what you sow. Well, I'm tired of reaping what I sow. I want to reap what he sowed. Right? I'm tired of hearing all that stuff. Why? Because I got a sense of urgency right now that we've got a a limited window of time since the eclipse has happened and since time has moved and since our kids are now getting old enough to be able to see and and more kids are coming. I'm telling you, you're going to see it. We used to be 2.1 kids or whatever it is. You're going to start seeing four kids. You're going to start seeing five kids. You're going to start seeing families grow. I promise you, you are. You're going to see it, and you're going to see things begin to change that resemble some wholesomeness of, of decades ago, 
but with a contemporary way of looking at life through a lens that's current. You're gonna see it. I promise you, when, you, when kids start saying, hey, let's turn on that old program. They're getting a little tired of this program. They're wanting to hear something good. Tell me a story about that. Dad, tell me about this. And, and you might even have to make the story up, but make it wholesome. Why am I telling you this? Because you're Joshua. This generation can't look for anybody else. They don't need to send missionaries from Africa to, to, to Appalachia when Appalachia's got coal miners that know how to pray and pray heaven down on earth. Amen. Right? The natural resources are within. We don't need to be pulling our kids all, uh, uh, forgive me, we're always pulling our kids out of public school and I'm not against Christian school, I'm, I'm for Christian school, I'm just for education, period. But sometimes we pull our kids out because we don't want them in the, in the sewer. I'm telling you that somebody's got to be in the sewer to change the sewer. It, it'll stay a sewer, and we'll stand over here in our own little eclectic group, and over here in our, in our elitist attitude, looking at those people going, I see, yeah, they're, they're so bad over there. No, they're, they're not so bad. I'm, listen, I'm, I'm ready to take it on. I look at, I see the city, and I see the people, and I see people's lives, and I see addiction, and I see all this stuff, and rather than be an analyst and a commentary of the problem, looking for somebody else to give you the answer, you're the answer. You, you should be able to walk into a situation and bring peace. You should be able to bring wisdom. You should be able to bring the spirit in every situation that you walk into. And it should be solving a problem, solving a situation, and furthering the kingdom of God. And somebody ought to know when you walk away that something was here that wasn't here when you got here. Something changed. There should be something that's tangible in everyday real life coming from your expression of who Christ is inside of you. That's why we call this place the expression of Christ in everyday real life. You're the expression of him. We're looking outside of ourselves, and I'm telling you every issue you have can be resolved within yourself. Not mind over matter, not self-help, but by the power of the Holy Spirit that works with inside of you. It's the most dormant, he is the most dormant, powerful being in the earth today. We've got media higher than him. We've got problems higher than him. We've got educational issues higher than him. We call them all while we're sitting here with the very one that created the eclipse, the moon and the stars for the signs. And rather than having him on the inside of us, we're looking for all of our things. So the world has eclipsed who we are. I'm telling you by the spirit of God this morning, if I've ever said anything I know is accurate, this is as accurate as I've ever been. The time has changed to where you and I will no longer be eclipsed by worldly things. That eclipse is moved and now you're exposed as the sun. You are the sunlight. You are the light of the world. John the Baptist said this, no, I'm not the light. I just point to the one that's after me. We can't say that. We're not John the Baptist. John had to decrease so Jesus could increase. You can't decrease, you have to increase. You can't go away, you can't be beheaded. You can't be locked away in a prison cell somewhere we're like figuring out what am I doing. No, you cannot be obstructing all of your vision and dreams anymore because your kid's depending on it. Those kids over there are depending on it. The kids running the streets that don't even have a father are depending on it. 
People are in broken homes and trying to raise them the best they can. They're depending on somebody to give me some semblance of order in my life where I see direct sunlight and not have to look at all the garbage in the world to filter to see what's truth and what's not. Somebody today needs to resolve in your heart before you lay your head on the pillow tonight, you have to resolve in your heart, I refuse to go back. I refuse to compromise. I refuse to settle or dwindle down who I am. I'm t- I, you know, you might, you might be a little louder than the next guy. And somebody says, you need to temper that down a little bit. No, I'm just gonna be loud. Why? Because somehow it just needs to come out right now. The expression of who Christ is in you has to come out. No more backseat. It's time. We prayed for Gerald in the hospital. The Lord told me very clearly that he was gonna be healed. He was gonna be healed, but there was an assignment to kill him, to take him out. And it was gonna creep up on him, but the symptoms hit him, which allowed the test to take place in the doctor's office and to get to the root of the issue. So while prayer and the doctors were working congruently, Gerald got healed and was sent home. Now, here's, here's the thing. That's a wonderful testimony, except for the fact you can't look outside of yourself when you're carrying the very healing that God has in the earth. Mm. I miss my big clock back there. For those of you that are keeping track, it's 1232. Those of you are not, you're lying because you've already looked at it. I hear the Lord speaking to us today, very clearly. It was a very good gesture of Bob Childers to have us rename this expression Park. And the emotional side of me says it's a good thing to do. But Bob, we're going to keep the thing you named it, Commerce Park. But Commerce Park, we're going to keep that name. Expression Park came not from you. Give him a microphone there real quick. And we started talking, and I had gone to Christ Temple with addicts that I had met. I wanted to know what was going on both at Christ Temple and with addicts, and I went, and we worked. And uh, so I've had a little bit of insight as to part of Pastor West's background. 
And when he told me what was in his heart and what he wanted to do and everything, I said, there is something that speaks to me. And we work together. Walk in faith because you don't know how you're going to get from here to there. I can solve 2 plus 2 equals 4 on my own, but I can't do this on my own. So I was just running through the numbers that I've been working with the last 10 years, seeing your future, and I came up with God has given you all a gift of $2.7 million that you all are not going to raise that's going to be used elsewhere. I sent Pastor West a little note where it came from and all the different things that surprised me. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money that God has provided this church and you all for your future. And the hope for the West End when Kevin and I were talking was that there would be a spirit that would call to action. God is a creator. He created us in his own image. That means he has given us the powers of creation. And I build buildings and develop and got a lot of ideas and everything. And I'm starting to realize, one, I'm not doing it for the money. I'm not doing it for my children. I'm not even sure I'm doing it for you or the community. But I'm just called to do it, and I love it. I'll do it for nothing. I don't care. But it, if we can change things in this state, like I've been on conversations this morning with starting charter school legislation in the state, changing our legislation, so that when you all start a school, you'll be able to get taxpayer dollars furthering the money that's needed to raise families, large families, beautiful families, healthy families. And all the things that you find in your heart that say, that call you to something, we've all gone through it. We don't act on it. I can't, it won't work. I, I moved for, to Washington because my father told me I couldn't do what I've done. My bankers tell me I can't do what I've done. I was just over in DC and I found out more things that I can do here. And I found out that Senator Capito's office has been trying two years to get new market tax credits, which is a way of funding that can apply to schools, manufacturing, and nobody in the state will take them up on it. The bank's too complicated, they're not doing real estate. Developers say it's too complicated. And I'd started six months ago with new market tax credits on the West Virginia building. I'd heard about it, don't know how to do it, now found the people. But these are doors that are opening up, not of my knowledge or skills or anything else, but it's because God, the creator, has given us those same powers. And in each one of you, in your own lives, in your own lives, you have those voices. And know this, you walk in faith and know that God has given you the same powers to create because we are one with God.
There is no difference between you and me. We're all God's creation. So when you meet somebody on the street and they seem offensive or, you know, somebody calls you a name or whatever, just remember, we're all God's. It said in the Bible, ye are God's. Got Jesus in trouble. Got him killed. But it's in the Bible. And my hope for Expression Church, you all, and our community is that you all will know that power of creation that we all have. And you will take it to the street in your lives every day. And you'll be healed, be made whole, and you'll be able to walk knowing that our spirit is eternal. It was here before us, it'll be here after us. For me, heaven is now with you right here. It's not in the future, but it's right here now. I love you all. Stand to your feet with me. Here we go. Y'all in? All in? I want you to know it's going to come without challenges, but I do know it's going to come. He never will leave you. He'll never forsake you. But by the way, be of good courage. Whenever you feel like you're going to buckle, when you feel like you can't, when you run into resistance and obstacles, your body gets tired, your mind gets weak. He'll never fail you or he'll never forsake you. And be of good courage. Don't be afraid. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. I want to do something today. We have people that are joining the church. I'm going to do this very quickly or we dismiss. Olga. Come on up front. Rick and Tina Rosenblum. Tom Sanders. Come on up here. Come on up. anyway. Yeah, we have. <laughs> yeah. Bless you all. Hey, welcome some expression members. Yeah. Stay right up here with me for a second. Hmm? We all good? Bow your heads and close your eyes real fast. Nobody's looking around. Just real quick, real brief. We had baptisms today. We had members come in today. I want to ask you something. Anybody in here really feeling like they need to get like right with God? like saved, you know, like really repent of your sins, let him come into your heart, let the past be wiped away and this future that we're talking about and excited about, we can embrace and say, yeah, that's it. Nobody's looking around. Heads are bowed, eyes closed. I'm gonna count to three. If there's anybody in here that's wanting to just raise your hand, we're gonna pray with you after service. I'm not gonna bring you out and embarrass you, but we're gonna pray with you. We're gonna acknowledge it. 
And if you're gonna raise your hand, I want you to know it's the beginning of a brand new life. Old things are passed away, all things become new. All things. And that future that we've been talking about is right in front of you. I'm gonna count to three. One, two, three. Anybody wanna raise their hands? Yeah, I see your hand, honey. I see your hand. I see it. Thank you, Lord. We're gonna pray with you right after service. Rest of you, you can look at me now. Who in here really wants to enjoy some cake and celebration today? Right? Right across the hall is the cafe. We're gonna dismiss you. I'm gonna pray and dismiss. You guys can go across the hall and get cake. There's cake, punch, whatever else is over there. I'm not sure. Tea, tea's over there. Father, in Jesus' name, today is the beginning of open heaven revelation that we decree in our lives. Father, we thank you for the, the, the journey that we've had, and we're excited that we continue this journey together as one. We bless you, we thank you, and today belongs to you, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody shouted, amen.